0: The Riftwalkers remain trapped in a precarious situation. On their trek to the Crown of Egadon, they were beset by a terrible storm and, to make matters worse, the appearance of their old foe, Magister Morden. Luna, Mick, Val, Brinier, and their sanguine guide, Corio, are holed up in a crumbling snow shelter, while Vamok is stranded outside in the violent storm. All the while, Rolandier, after suffering a terrible wound, fell into an icy chasm, only to come face to face with Morden, who similarly took a spill into the crevasse to escape the storm. We're gonna start here with Vomac in the thick of it, as the snow is just a complete whiteout of your vision. You can barely hear your own thoughts as there's just this thundering and whipping in your ears. And right off the bat, fully exposed here, you're gonna take six strain.
1: So that takes me to a total of 22 out of 23. Seeing as I do not have much time at all and having actually given this some thought, Noah, the player, I'm going to say screw it and Vamok's going to open up a demiplane and just Wombwazel right on out of there, kind of stealing himself Right As the wind is whipping around, realizing that things are pretty dire, wishing that he was still a Goliath who was more resistant to the cold and the high altitude, he's going to trace out a little rune in the snow, and then from there, a shadowy door will emerge on the surface of the ground, and he's just going to open it up, head on in, close that door, yeah, and then he just finds himself in kind of like a little bug-out room, it's got like some, like a little barrel of water, some food, enough for him, and like a little bedroll and a table. That's about it, you know. Nothing too crazy. He doesn't have any vast magic library hidden in a space between worlds. It's just like in case of emergencies.
0: You do find
1: sanctuary
0: here for the time being. This spell lasts an hour, and with that womb wazzle, you have used up another charge of your god's intent but
2: you're safe. Can you see, like, evidence of a door if you were to stumble upon where you cast this?
1: Yes, but it would. I feel like it would be hard, right? Because it's already shadowy. And it's already getting, like, covered in snow.
2: Yeah, okay, got you, got you.
0: Like, a good amount of snow fell into this room when you did as well, so... Let's move inside the shelter for the time being, now that va Mak is safe and secure. Brynir, Val, Luna, Mick, and Corio don't know that, though. And your shelter continues to kind of moan and buckle at the top.
2: Mick has already strapped in, if you will, to this long rope that she's going to use to go look for the others. And we'll start heading out. And before doing so, we'll turn to the rest of the group and we'll say, well, wish me luck. If I don't come back in half an hour, be creative. And Mick will go out into the storm and we'll try (laughs) to look for...
3: I wish that my facial expression could have been recorded in an audio format, because that's exactly what the face that I made is the face that Val would have made. Just, what?
2: About <laughs> <laughs> an hour? The mock has lost ten seconds. We're all about vagueness here.
0: <laughs> all right. As you crawl through the opening in the shelter and then outside into the storm proper, you're going to take an immediate two strain. Cool. And then are you going to try to move in any particular direction or try to locate signs of Vamok or Rolandir?
2: Definitely looking for signs. I know the general positions that they're at prior to this explosion, so we'll look for evidence and the best route for either Vamok or Relandir.
0: Then why don't you do a survival check with disadvantage? Calc 20. Though signs are sparse, there are still tiny imprints in the snow that you can pick up as you begin to move what is conceivably southward from your shelter. And you can move your full movement if you wish.
2: Yeah, I'm going to do just that, so 30 feet.
0: You head out in that direction. However, from where you are, where you end up, it, there doesn't seem to be anything in your immediate vicinity. Again, visibility is super, super low, so it's really, you've got to be standing next to something to see it. And right now, you don't see anything. Okay. Brynir's holding the rope inside the shelter, correct? Yes. And Val?
3: Val is useless at this current moment in time. Um, the shelter has been reinforced, correct? We've, we've sort of settled that issue with Quario.
0: To the best of your knowledge, yes.
3: Okay. Val is going to spend this turn having a small panic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor Val. (laughs) He's useless without magic, and he doesn't want to use magic right now. So he's just sort of like trying to figure out (laughs) what he could possibly do to be useful.
0: Luna, likewise, is silent, arms crossed, standing, looking frantic, while Corio just paces the circumference of this shelter, giving cursory inspections to any bits or pieces of the roof or walls that look like they might have been compromised. Meanwhile, outside, a good ways away and even down the mountain a little bit, in an icy crevasse where Relandir has tumbled down, you find yourself sitting about 15 feet away from Magister Morden, who's across this little gap from you. You see that he's suffered some sort of wound, some sort of rocky or icy barb has stabbed through his gut. And he has managed now to wrench himself off of it, but there's a good amount of his blood pooling in his robes and on the ground beneath him. You, on the other hand, are also not in the hottest condition. Your legs snapped half backward, and a few other things wrong with you in general. Mentally, mentally, emotionally, yeah, <laughs> physically, yeah, Jinx. all the above. So, remind me again what
4: the total distance fallen was into this crevasse?
0: It was sixty feet total, but the first thirty, you kind of slid down a sharp incline and then just whoof and dropped.
4: Pretty much instantaneously upon landing, and you know the whole leg snapping. Rolandier attempts to stabilize himself and ends up putting some weight on that leg, which hurts tremendously. An almost instinctual reaction. He takes a sharp breath in, and he's actually going to expend one of his Sindor magic checks and dive into his Leon hands pool, and he's gonna just draw up a a good old 45 of that health. All right. 45 HP. Does that have any impact on the leg itself?
0: You feel the flesh mend and the bone set and that downgrades the major injury to a minor but it does not get rid of it okay. nor does it mitigate the effect i gave it okay
4: now being a little more clear-headed he sees morden and does a quick evaluation notices that you know he himself has also been injured how much distance is between relander and morden
0: like i said 15 feet you're both at the bottom of this little canyon made of ice. It's pretty thin toward the top, and then it seems to irregularly widen out as it comes to the bottom. And it does stretch onward, both in the upward direction, it would seem, and further down the mountain into what looks like is completely covered like a cave system, both ways.
4: Looking at Morden, Rolandier just says, <laughs> Ugh... don't imagine this is how you
0: pictured this going now, is it? (laughs) No, no, not at all. Quite frankly, I expected I would have been forced to fight you all, but not in this manner. But the storm at least could have been held back a little longer. But no, you were incessant. I will admit, you did stoke my ego a bit. I'll give you props for that.
4: (laughs) And kind of looking back and forth between this, you know, the the cave system going back down and the cave system going up, and then glancing upward at the uh, opening to this this ravine. What now? I don't imagine you're just going to pop out of existence here, go back to whatever cesspool you were living in before, and leave us on our way.
0: No, no, if I returned without the heart, I believe that would be it for me. So you see, that is my objective through and through. I leave here with that item, or not at all. <laughs> and he kind of coughs up some blood on his arm. <laughs> Unfortunately. Well, we're at a bit of an impasse,
4: aren't we? <laughs> I don't think so. And Rolandir's going to check another little magic box off of his Sindor pool, and he's going to call down Flamestrike, which is a 40-foot, 10-foot wide cylinder of fire right centered on Morden. And oh, it's butts. <laughs> and he has to do a dexterity saving
0: throw. He will if that doesn't get counterspelled. Poop.
2: Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> what what level super is dope. what
0: level are you casting at? It's a fifth level. Unfortunately, DC being fifteen to counterspell that. Morden passes with flying colors and as you try to wreathe this flame into existence and you feel that, you know, kind of tapping on the intent of your god and you just see it kind of sputter and flicker above Morden as he gives like a little wave of his fingers and he just tisks at you and says Rolandia, Rolandia (laughs) please no need to be uncordial Should I do something as drastic as that to you now? Is that a proper recompense, you think? What
4: else are we going to do down here? I don't imagine we're going to find a... uh, (laughs) Well, as you said, we're at an impasse.
0: Very well. Then I should attempt to kill you. Are you saying that?
4: (sighs) Rolandier holds a hand up. Just kind of like one second. (sighs) Well, it seems... Your efforts to try to get the Heart of the Void, unless you can somehow conjure it into your own possession from down here, are going to be fruitless. That being said, I know, like you said, if you return back from where you came without it, I would be happy with that because that would be your demise, but I don't think you're going to do that. Now, what's say we try working
0: together. Now why in all of Vale's various hells would I ever want to do that?
4: Because the alternative is you kill me down here and then you still have to deal with the rest of them and (laughs) honestly, Val is a boy, yes, but he will rend you bit by bit before he (laughs) gives you that heart. And I would very much like to see that but it's just not going to happen, Morden.
0: Of course not, and your disdain for me is admirable at the very least I say we strike ourselves a deal You are obviously well versed in the healing arts The magic I've been granted from Air, my patron Is limited in its execution However, you, as mentioned, are not constrained by such things So here is my proposal. Heal this little... And he again, like, coughs blood out. Mix up of mine, pointing to this gaping hole in his gut that is just, like, flowing blood. He looks considerably paler, too. And we will both get each other out of this situation. And upon reaching the top and quieting the storm, perhaps, or weathering it out, whichever comes first, I will leave, for the time being and allow you to continue on your little misguided quest. But unfortunately, as mentioned, I will have to make a return. So there's your choice, Relandia. Heal me, and I'll help you survive this. Or, elect not to. And we try to kill each other right here and now. And one of us will die.
4: Contemplating Morden's offer, and looking back at him with kind of this look of genuine concern, almost, for him, Lander says... What do you get out of this,
0: siding with air? Why not come with us? If you could see my face translated to audio form, that's what Morden's face is making. Um, He just looks, eyebrows raised, smile on his face, like, are you joking type expression? Like, that would never happen. And he says, "Uh, uh, (laughs) After everything I've done, to your little group, and everything you've done to me. I'm afraid those things cannot be simply brushed aside, Rolandia. No, I've sworn to this master, and I must uphold his commands. So, I understand that in helping me, one, you do help yourself and your friends, but two, you only delay the inevitable confrontation between us. Though, in your weakened state and mine, who do you believe will be the true victor here? Should we cross blades,
2: hmm?
4: Starting to nod his head lightly, Rolandier again attempts to stand up, kind of favoring, you know, his his leg, and he's going to slowly start approaching Morden. Fine. We'll do as you said. I'll staunch your bleeding could just leave you here. We'll patch you up, get ourselves out, and then delay this until another time.
0: Believe what you will, but I would not simply allow you to leave should you elect not to help me.
4: And now approaching Morden, Relanger is going to cautiously bend down and lay his hand on the most apparent part of the wound. And he's going to use 30 of his Lay on Hands pool to heal Morden, 30 HP. He also wants to use this time and this opportunity to try to use some of that sanguine blood voodoo mojo that uh, Corio had been bringing him by. Mainly just to try to put a a, a link into Morton, something that is—it's not like the controlling power, but just to like keep a ping on him, keep an idea of where he is and what he's doing—is that possible?
0: Roll a d6. That's a five. You believe you're successful in imparting some sort of magical tracker within his blood, though time will tell if it's successful.
4: All right, then after putting his hand, he removes it and looks upon his handiwork that I'm assuming to to be patched up uh, good and nice and then he will step back a couple paces
0: Morden gets to his feet shakily and then looks up uh, you know 60 feet to this small opening and he just stretches out his hand and he says take hold then
4: cautiously again Rolandier does so
0: you grab his hand and then With a violent snap, you kind of twist in space and then reappear at the top of this crevasse, again exposed to the brunt of the storm. And he says, Let me your power, and I can stop it once and for all. Not this time thing that I did before. No, real power.
4: Does the relander get any sort of sense from Morden that this is, like, devious in any way?
0: Roll insight if you want. Calc 20. He seems to be telling the truth.
4: Relander nods pretty vigorously and says, What do you need?
0: Nothing more than this. And he again extends his hand, as I assume you kind of released it. Relander grabs it. This will cost a point of intent. I mean, we're on a roll here. Cinder's going to be dead pretty soon, so. (laughs) (laughs) Just mark him. It's really not. You guys have a lot.
3: We do? It seems (laughs) like a lot less (laughs) for the
0: Valors. We don't
3: know. I live in fear.
0: Uh, that's a point. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rude. Riftwalkers live in fear. <laughs> As you do this, you hear him start to channel something under his breath, and then it works into a thunderous, booming yell that reverberates around this mountainside. And Mick, a ways up, can hear it. And Rolandier, looking up, you see a gap in the sky appear, and the sun begin to stream through making, funnily enough, the whiteout even more intense, but after a few more moments, and an accruement of two more strain on your part, because you are just out here, the storm subsides, and you see Morden beside you, as this is done, let go of you, and drop down to one knee, heaving, and then slowly, again, he'll stand, and then across the way about 90 feet upward, up the slope, you see Mick with a rope <laughs> tied around her waist.
2: <laughs> and Mick, what a sight.
0: You know, about ten feet from you, you see a vague impression of a shadowy door on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> Half covered with snow.
4: I guess just rely on real quick after Morden is somewhat recovered from this and did he stand back up? Yes, he has. He just looks at him, sees Mick off in the distance Looks back at Morden. Go on then. And we'll see you eventually.
0: That we shall. And with another one of these violent snaps, you see him almost contort in space and then just disappear. And then Rolander's gonna
4: start making his way back towards the rest of the group.
0: Limping up the mountain back to Mick, yes. Inside the shelter, Rinier, Luna, Corio, and Val, you hear the howling wind dissipate and disappear completely. That
3: is either very good or very bad.
1: Yes, it's more than back. The storm seems to have stopped again.
0: But so suddenly, I do not suppose it was a natural occurrence.
3: Val will nod at that and sort of creep towards the entryway to look out uh, down the rope to where Mick is at.
0: You have to crawl to fit through the little gap and look outside and you see the locked twilight sun in the distance. But the clouds are cleared The storm has moved on It hasn't been dissipated it seems It was just pushed somewhere else And Mick is a good 30-40 feet away This rope still dragging along the ground I imagine Brynjir didn't let go Or anything Nope. So you can see her plain and clear And Relandir a, a little ways down as well And just the tail end of Morden Before he just And is gone
3: hmm. Okay Val is interested and confused but relieved at the same time and he will relay all this info back to Corio and Luna and Brynir.
2: Does Val go back into the igloo, by the way?
3: Probably not. I mean, if if he's okay to stay outside, like if he's not going to take strain because it's not a snowstorm, then he'll stay out.
0: No, you won't. And in fact Corio will crawl out beside you and start clearing the entrance to make it easier to go in and out.
3: Val will see that she's doing this and be like, oh, uh, right. (laughs) And
0: help. (laughs) Luna will likewise exit the shelter.
1: And Brynir, going to see what all the hubbub is about, is going to go outside as well.
2: Uh, yes, I found Relandia! And a door while we're at it. A a door?
0: What do you mean, a door? Why would there be a door on the mountain?
2: Come see for yourself.
3: Um, Val will scurry down to where the door is that Mick has mentioned because he's curious about that.
0: Luna and Corio, then, will go down to her land as Val heads to Mick, and as you come up next to her, you just, again, see this shadowy imprint of a door on the ground.
3: Would I recognize it as Vimok's, or even, like, what kind of spell it is?
0: Yes, yes, you would. You've seen this before a couple times from Vimok.
3: Okay. I assume that I cannot enter...
1: I don't know that there is actually a, a lock on it or anything. Like,
3: Okay, um, can I knock on the shadowy door?
1: <laughs> you can sure try.
3: I, I try to knock on that door.
0: Yeah, you knock on the door.
1: Hearing a knock, Vamok will, you know, he opens the door, assuming that if somebody's knocking, then it means he's been found. It's a little jarring looking in because the door is on the ground, but Vamok is standing <laughs> upright, so there's like a change in gravity as you go in. Yeah, so I guess Vamok just, uh, you know, like, standing upright, opens the door, looks out to see, like, Val's face, like, poking through, looking down.
2: Mick will also kind of lurch forward and put her head over the door and will say, We are here to rescue you!
1: Vamok will look around, like, kind of see the clear sky behind them, and then just, he doesn't smile, but he's not upset, and he will uh, extend a hand down to have you... Both of you pull him kind of out and get over the whole gravity change thing. Yeah, it's a little strange, but
0: you two can help him out. And then he's out and the door shuts behind you, though it is still there.
1: You haven't dispelled it. I'll I'll go ahead and keep it open for as long as the spell lasts, just in case. I mean, I already spent the intent, so.
3: I'm honestly shocked that we all made it out of that alive. Is everyone all right?
1: As you say that,
0: Luna and Corio limp over with... You know, we're landier, kind of between them.
4: Well, yes. Will be, at least. But that's not the last we've seen of Morden.
3: What happened?
4: In the storm, we must have both taken a tumble down into. And he just kind of motions in the direction of where this large gash in the ground is. And we're both pretty heavily injured. He mentioned that his bond to air is restrictive. In his use and what he can do, essentially, he couldn't heal himself, so I healed him in return that he would leave us. But
0: he will be back. What do you mean he'll be back? Luna doesn't exactly drop you, but she just takes a step away and <laughs> <laughs> you lean more on Corio, and yeah, kind of regaining his uh, his
4: balance there. It means he's created a bond and some sort of deal with air that if he doesn't get the heart of the void air takes his life and so it's really the only path he has to either repeatedly come back and try to stop us on our path or die trying
0: it is not so dissimilar than the pact that you made with air no
4: Well, yes but are it's are different <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's <too broken. laughs>
3: some gods are less amenable than others
0: Luna, nodding at Val, says, This is true, yes. I don't imagine air is exactly one of those.
3: Uh, No. I I assume you are not in any state to travel. Do you want to rest another day, Melandir?
4: Yes, but I still think another round of magical healing will be required to make any amount of progress on this in the near future.
0: The problem with staying another day means that we will have no food moving forward. Should another storm such as that return, we will be in a poorer condition than we were at the start of this one.
3: Perhaps we could hunt something down?
0: It is not unheard of.
3: I'm not good at that, so someone else should definitely take control
2: of the hunting party. Well, Rolandia, what can I do for you?
4: Let's perhaps decide whether we can find food or not here, but regardless, I will need more assistance in healing, so... And R'landir kind of motions back towards the uh, the igloo shelter. Maybe we can
0: go set up there while the others figure out what to do about what we're eating. Very well. Mick, would you want to take the other side of him then?
2: Yes, uh, very well. And Mick will come to the other side of Rolandir and start walking towards the igloo.
0: All right, so Mick, Corio, and Rolandir will head toward the igloo. Vamak, Val, Luna are still where they are. And Brynir is
1: he approached he, everybody was doing their things he had a little bit of a harder time getting out of the igloo this time around there was a little <laughs> more snow buildup, and they cleared out for a normal sized human so he, he was approaching he heard everything that was said and was going to suggest something to the group also alternatively we can still progress we can heal Rolandir, as he said he will probably need The help of intent to heal fast enough. And we have lost a lot of time by staying here throughout the storm. I can assist Relendia as we travel, if we choose to do so.
0: I mean, by my reckoning, it's probably a little before, just at noon, after our rude awakening from the Magister. But you're right. We shouldn't dawdle any longer, as the sooner we can get on our feet again, the sooner we can get going up the mountain... Luna just casts a glance up this imposing peak that is still, honestly, you can't even see the top. It's still shrouded in clouds and whatnot. It's still a long ways to go. Let's take a break,
3: get Rolandir on his feet, and then head out.
0: Luna will nod, and then she'll trudge off toward the igloo as well. That will follow. And so in the igloo where Mick and Corio have brought Rolandir and sat him down, Corio will examine your leg where it's started to be reddened and kind of swollen and she looks at it and says, this is uh not good, not good at all Yes, you can say that again It snapped clean Uh, Well,
4: it snapped at least Can you do anything?
0: Yes, uh, I can try Yes, it uh, looks uh, strange, quite honestly And looking down at your leg too seeing it now in full view she's kind of rolled up your trouser leg a bit taken off whatever boot you had you can see that from the top of your ankle to just below your knee the leg is swollen significantly but also the further inward is just like cherry red like flaming skin and as she's like poking it and like touching it and trying to move it a bit there is pain but not nearly as much as there should be and that in and of itself might uh, alert you to something being wrong.
2: Yeah,
4: yeah. Um, What is going on with my leg, Corio? Can you sense anything? And kind of stopping himself halfway, Rolander even tries to like tune into his own blood sense of himself and just feel like, what's going on with my leg?
0: There is something wrong with the blood. Your body is made up of many little, well, compartments. Which cause them doors allow your blood, your other fluids, your humors and such to move freely. It seems whatever doors exist in your bones and your leg here have shut. There is undue pressure inside the bone. I can tell. And she pushes her fingers a little into your calf. And that does hurt. Mm -hmm. It is obviously fractured apps in a few different places.
4: All right. Well, can we reopen these doors correctly or do we need to relieve the pressure somehow?
0: It is a simple metaphor. I could not tell you exactly the procedure for doing as such.
4: Okay. And Rolandier is going to take out his knife and he's going to just make a small incision on, like, the calf. Just trying to relieve some of whatever is. Rolandia, good gods,
2: what are you doing? And Mick (laughs) is going to. Yeah, Mick is going to try to stop this. (laughs) Like, what the? Mick has better medicine checks than that, so.
0: (laughs) Do you allow Mick to stop you? Yeah, so, like, feeling Mick stopping
4: him, Rolandia looks up at her. Clearly something went wrong with the healing in the first place, I...
2: Clearly something went wrong with you. Just let us have a look at it, goodness gracious. And Nick is going to look at it, sorry. <laughs> little panicky. Rlander
4: raises his hands and is just like, do what you will, but I'm just saying, most of my experience with built-up pressure within the body needs to be relieved somehow. And if we can do that magically, great. But if not And, like, he can tell, like, it's starting to even build up pressure now, and it's just hurting, and ever since Corio, like, dug her fingers in there.
0: Yeah, you're getting the numbness and the pins and needles and everything.
4: Yeah, so now looking Mick back in the eyes, if you're going to do something, probably should do it now.
0: Corio will also just look to Mick.
2: Mick will actually take the dagger from your hands that you were about to make the incision, and will examine it very quickly, to see where would be the proper place to make an incision to relieve some of this pressure.
0: You can roll medicine yeah.
1: Why are we even contemplating what we should do physically if we are just going to heal them with intent?
0: Well, this intent you still need to know what the intent is. It is not as bare bones as ill.
4: Uh, the intent is to make my leg not look like this. Alright.
3: <laughs> 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 I can try if you would like. I seem to have the most success at healing through intent.
0: If you'd like to try to use intent, Val, you're 100% allowed. But like Corio said, y- you've got to be specific.
4: Yeah, see, see, seeing Mick kind of hesitating a little bit, you know, prodding around, maybe trying to examine it and not entirely surf Rulander kind of reaches back out and takes the knife <laughs> gently. Maybe Val, you could try first, and then he just sets the knife down.
2: <laughs> right, Val. Uh, just in this uh, this area would be yes. And Mick will <laughs> Mick <laughs> gestures yeah. at the whole leg. <laughs> and, and Mick will kind of will move back from Rolandir, giving space for Val.
3: So. Here's my thoughts. I have a question. First of all, if you need me to make some sort of like intelligence check or what have you, I will to know like, quote unquote, what to do. But I think Val instinctively at this point, though he doesn't remember his time on the island, does remember the method of intent and his understanding of that intent is that you are working with the will of whatever you are trying to affect and Mm -hmm. align your will with that thing. So his goal here would just be, Hey, bones and blood, go back to how you're supposed to be. I think we all want that to happen. (laughs) That's the method.
1: I do want you to roll medicine beforehand. Okay. You forgot this is Rolandir. Who knows what his blood and bones want. (laughs)
3: It's kind of You know, you make a good point. (laughs) They're kind of wacky. 17.
0: You don't know much more than what Corio and Mick have already garnered from this, but you do recognize there is a need for a relief of pressure mm-hmm. by some method. So if your intent can encompass that, that would be helpful. You imagine.
3: Okay. Val will include that in his intention. That will be the, the primary intention, I suppose, with okay. the, like, relieve pressure, knit back together the way that you're supposed to be. Pressure will be the first step.
0: All right, time to roll those hundreds.
4: This is how Rolandier gets his peg leg for his future <laughs> sailor life. Oh my life.
2: gosh, yes. <laughs> Hooray!
4: <laughs> That's what they want to be. They want to be
2: a peg leg. <laughs> Don't save it. Not bad. Not great. <laughs>
3: 76 and 59.
0: You concentrate on Rolandier's leg. And uh, as you place your hands not exactly on it but just kind of hovering one near his ankle and one near his knee from that point all the way down to his ankle there's just this like gash that opens up on his leg and his calf just splits open i'm sorry what <laughs> and spatters <laughs> spatters val with blood cool. on your face and oh. your mouth
2: and oh. your eyes
0: uh Relandia, roll roll constitution saving throw
2: Yikes. Yikes. With disadvantage sorry, bud.
4: He screams like Wesley in uh, Princess Bride on the torture machine. Not
3: (laughs) to 50! Not to 50!
4: Constitution, you said? Yep. All right, that is going to be a 23.
0: With disadvantage? Ah, (laughs) (laughs) poof. You should have just said yes.
4: Yes, 23 with disadvantage. I got a 19 on the second one, which would have been...
0: Alright, you are conscious throughout the whole thing
4: Yay! And... Uh, as, <laughs> you feel,
0: <laughs> as you feel this immense pain you're gonna take 25 points of damage Okie
4: dokie.
3: Not the intention Have I helped at all or have I only made it worse?
0: You probably
1: maybe helped oh
3: no. <laughs> That does not fill me with confidence Ryan.
1: It, it relieves some pressure Yeah. Maybe not in the right place but some pressure
0: is a botched fasciotomy better than no fasciotomy? Who knows?
3: <laughs> um, well, okay. Obviously, this is not like... Also, something... don't
0: look up fasciotomy.
3: I won't. Um, <laughs> clearly, something it. needs to be done.
4: So, right? howling in pain, this like... D- did that essentially pop the balloon, for lack of a better phrase? Or, or did it reveal something even worse underlying beneath it, As Relander looks you at it?
0: You do not know. Um, and it's Corio that leaps into action right here and begins just, like, pouring blood magic into you okay. in an attempt to stop this.
4: <laughs> Rolandier is going to once again kind of have that instinctual self-preservation healing happen. He's going to use the rest of his lay hands pool, which is going to be There's 15 left. So he gives himself another 15 HP.
0: Okay, and then you're going to get 30 HP, 32 HP from Corio.
3: Has the emergency been resolved?
4: What's the state
0: of the leg?
3: Because <laughs> I'll go again, baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> as Rolandier's bleeding leg is magically stitched back together after this incision and this explosion of blood, you feel a tiny, tiny bit better. And looking down at your leg, it's not as inflamed as it just was. And Corio, her eyes closed, her fingers like playing a flute pattern on your tibia. She's like, it seems uh, we have achieved a normalcy for the most part. There is still a fracture on the bone. It's it's set, however, we should splint your leg and do what we can, but the crisis in your blood is uh, averted. And she just glances up at Val, at least for now.
3: Val is going to wipe his eyes with the back of his hands and spit the blood out of his mouth
4: I, I envision like it almost just coated the entire inside of the igloo <laughs> <Just> like, besides
0: <laughs> like yeah, like a exactly. shaped silhouette <laughs>
3: gross
0: gross <laughs> and yeah. no oh, yeah. <laughs> Luna will actually put a hand on Val's back and be like uh, are you okay
3: I mean yeah I'm fine
0: Llandia,
4: better Worked, I think Um, Corio's right We need to wrap this up and, and we'll get as far as we can And he looks up at Val And at Mick and Corio, all three of them Thank you
3: It wasn't my best, but you're welcome <laughs>
4: <laughs> Well I think we'll take what we can get
0: For today, at least
4: And then he's gonna Start wrapping up his leg
0: all Right. You spend a good amount of time splinting and wrapping your leg and preparing yourself for travel. But then, as everyone moves outside, the storm on the distant downward horizon, looking up it's the only way to go. And again, battered, injured, hungry, doesn't matter. You begin your trek onward and upward to the crown of Egadon.